Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95, in place of Venite, found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Today's psalm is Psalm 132, found on page 508. Lord, remember David and all his trouble. How he swear unto the Lord, and vowed a vow unto the Almighty God of Jacob. I will not come within the tabernacle of mine house, nor climb up into my bed. I will not suffer mine eyes to sleep, nor my eyelids to slumber, neither the temples of my head to take their rest. Until I find out a place for the temple of the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of the same in Ephratah, and found it in the wood. We will go into his tabernacle, and fall low on our knees before his footstool. Arise, O Lord, unto thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints sing with joyfulness. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord hath made a faithful oath unto David, he shall not shrink from it. Of the fruit of thy body shall I set upon the throne. If thy children will keep my covenant, and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their children also shall sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord hath chosen Zion to be an habitation for himself, he hath longed for her. This shall be my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have a delight therein. I will bless her victuals with increase, and will satisfy her poor with bread. 
I will deck her priests with health, and her saints shall rejoice and sing. There shall I make the horn of David to flourish. I have ordained a lantern for my own anointed. As for his enemies, I shall clothe them with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 33rd chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Again the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people, and say to them, when I bring the sword upon the land, and the people of the land take a man from their territory, and make them their watchmen, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning, his blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn them, <clears throat> to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Here ends the first lesson. The Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth chapter of the second epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. We then, as workers together with him also, plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything, that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God, in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, 
by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which has been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, a holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who hast committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee, by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put it into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, 
Give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today we have the last ember day of the fall which is the last ember day until the third week of Advent. We use the same ember day collect for all 12 ember days each year, a collect that emphasizes the need to call new people to ordain ministry. But as Bishop Scarlett reminded us yesterday, the ember days are really a call for all in the church to begin or renew their ministries. This week, the Ember Wednesday was preempted by the Feast of St. Matthew, the patron saint of St. Matthew's Church. But by a fortunate coincidence, Wednesday's Old Testament lesson was about the start of Elisha's apprenticeship, while yesterday's was about how Elisha literally assumed the mantle of Elijah before Elijah's dramatic departure that prefigures the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our psalm this morning is about David's covenant with Yahweh, but it particularly focuses on how the people of Israel would worship God in the house of God. It begins with David's promise to replace the mobile tabernacle of God, initiated during the long exile in the desert, with a great temple. I will not suffer mine eyes to sleep, nor mine eyelids to slumber, neither the temples of my head to take any rest, until I found out a place for the temple of the Lord, a habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Of course, we know that God did not allow David to see this temple, but instead it was his son Solomon who built the first and greatest temple of Jerusalem. Then on David's behalf, the psalmist said, Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints sing with joyfulness. Later on, the psalmist repeats, I will deck her priests with health, and her saints shall rejoice and sing. This psalm reminds us all that because of the promises that Yahweh made to David, his anointed one, his own, for David's own reign and for that of his descendants. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their children also shall sit upon my throne forevermore. Alas, as the book of Second Samuel and First and Second Kings make clear, David's children do not keep that covenant as well as David did. His grandson loses the throne of the ten northern tribes, and then eventually his descendants lose the throne in Jerusalem that rules over the tribes of Judah. Only one descendant who does perfectly keep that covenant is the child born of Mary, Jesus of Nazareth. In the Old Testament lesson, we have the beginning of the last third of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, 
which is about that final fall of Jerusalem as Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians conquer the last remnant, David's great empire. Here Ezekiel reminds the people of Israel what the purpose of the late prophets was, to call the nation of Israel to repentance so they could forestall this great calamity. As the opening verse says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people. In the remainder of today's passage, David Ezekiel explains how, like a watchman, his duty is to call out the warning to the people and the judgment that will befall him if he is not honest and prompt with this warning. However, it is up to the people to heed that warning. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, as it says in verse 5. Of course, this is not just a commandment of God to his people when they are facing the threat of the Babylonian captivity. Here we read the Old Testament because it offers a more general message of the need to hear God's word and obey what it commands or face the very real consequences of our disobedience. Finally, our New Testament lesson marks a continuation of Paul's letter to the troublesome church in Corinth. As did Ezekiel, Paul had a clear call to obedience. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace out of God in vain. In this case, the call is not to Old Testament worship, but to the life of a follower of Christ, as Paul and the other apostles have been explaining for many years in their general epistles, or, as in this case, an epistle to a specific church, or to a friend, as in last night's, with Paul's second letter to Timothy. In this morning's letter, Paul is explaining the various ways in which how the followers of Christ must behave. They must do so in a way that is blameless, as to not undercut the message and the ministry of the church. We need to be patient, pure, kind, and honorable. He then concludes with the need to overcome all challenges as the followers of God must commend themselves as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, and yet possessing all things. As always, Paul offers us words to live by in how we pursue our own ministries, today's society, some 20 centuries later. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, 
giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and love and kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, from whom cometh every good and perfect gift, send down upon our bishops and other clergy, and upon the congregations committed to their charge, the helpful spirit of thy grace, and that they may truly please thee, Pour upon them the continual dew of thy blessing. Grant this, O Lord, for the honor of our advocate and mediator, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for coming. Thank you to Carl and our special maternity leave substitute, Barbara, for making this morning's <laughs> worship possible. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Thank Stay you, cool. everyone. Thank you. Thank Have you, everyone. Step. Thank you, Barbara. Bye-bye.